The Thrive Podcast. Led by faith to elevate His name, encourage the body of Christ, enrich our families, and serve our brothers and sisters through hard work and with integrity, bringing glory to God. This is how we thrive. And now, your host, Casey Mallorca. Welcome back to the Thrive Podcast. Well, today we got a special guest, Bo Chevasu from Knox Studios, and he is a great guy. Man, you get around this guy, he has just got energy for days, and it is infectious, and I love it. Absolutely love having him in the studio. He came over for dinner with his wife, Liz, and we had a great conversation about time management. And you know, it's funny talking about time management. You know, we had recorded this a couple months ago. I was listening to it and it's funny, you know, the summertime does what it does to everybody. It All the time just leeches away, you know, just kind of, you don't know where it goes. And just like money, if you don't budget it, it will find its way away. It just, it, you just can't get it back. So, you know, just... You can budget your time, too. And you'd think, since me and Jen are really good at budgeting money, this would come naturally, but not necessarily. Something that I've had to fight. Jen is way better at it than I am. I'm so glad that she married me because she keeps me on task so much more than I do. I I can openly admit this, okay? This this last couple weeks, I've been pretty poor at it, but I know how to do it. But my problem, it doesn't stem from... You know, I don't physically know how to budget time. It comes from the fact that I don't know how to say no sometimes or that I get just as excited as the person I'm helping. And I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do it. And then I forget that I've got these other things that I need to do. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, things that can help keep us on track. And when we use those things, they work great. And when we do what we're doing, it it goes so great. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to embrace the you that is you. It doesn't go so well sometimes that's okay. You know, uh, again, I always come back to good old Toby Mac, you know, when you fall down, you get back up again. That's, that's going to be a reoccurring theme you hear here. We're not perfect here at Thrive Podcast, nor do we pretend to be. Okay. We're just normal people just like you. What, what have we been doing? Well, I'll tell you what we've been doing real quick. We've been budgeting much more and already for September, I've got, A lot of my things budgeted out based on days. Certain days I do certain things. And if you need something, it's going to have to fall on one of those days because I've got everything else uh, hammered away to where I know what what I'm doing each day. And I'm really looking forward to September because of that. You know, budgeting, whether it be money or time or whatever, it's not a straight jacket, okay? If something comes up and it absolutely has to be done on a Tuesday, but normally I do something else on a Tuesday, I can switch it. But I have to be conscious in the fact that when I do switch that, it's for a good reason. It's not just because, because my time is very important. You know, if I want to be able to get this podcast out on time, I need to schedule in times to do these kind of things. We all seem to be able to make schedule for work. Why? Because we get paid, you know, when that happens, it's pretty easy to say, yeah, I got to be there at this time. But when you're not getting money directly from what you're doing, like, you know, helping a friend or whatever, sometimes it's like, ah, you know, I'll get around to it or, hey, well, let's try for that day. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to cancel on you. We don't need to be like that. We just need to say, look, I can do it this day and we'll get it done. Call the shot and do it. So, you know, if there's any of you out there that are struggling with that kind of thing, 
I've given you that challenge today. Go ahead and apply some budgeting techniques to your time and watch what the difference will be. All right. Well, now that that's out of the way, I hope you enjoy this conversation with me and Mr. Bo Chevesu. Back in the studio with Bo Chevasu. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you so much for having me here, Mr. Casey. Excellent. The two of us get together. It's it's a good time. We feed off each other. <laughs> yes, literally being fed. His wife made Swedish meatballs. Oh. I thought it was going to be like the, the Muppet, you know, Swedish chef going in and no do 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 have some Swedish meatballs. Hey, man, let me tell you, if you hear something on the recording, it could very well be our stomachs. <laughs> we both ate way too much, but it was totally worth it. Is this now a food podcast? Let's talk food, people. The food of the <laughs> the bread of life. We do talk about that. The bread of life. I will never never go hungry again. Amen. Wow. Wow. The Lord multiplied Swedish meatballs. <laughs> <That's what> it, <laughs> he's he's doing that right now in my stomach. <laughs> See what I mean, everybody? We just go and go until somebody stops us. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm so glad to have him in the studio. You have no idea. We're both very busy, and for both of us to find some time to get in here uh, was quite the work of God, and we're so glad that he did because we're having a great time already. We barely even started. Absolutely. Are we going to talk about busyness at all? We are. I'm so glad you said that. that, I'm sure that's something that most of the American culture, especially the, the church culture, can relate to. Absolutely. Today's topic is just that, time management and are we too busy? And one of the reasons I brought Bo in is both uh, Bo and Liz are very, very busy people, just as me and Jen are. And uh, they also have two small daughters, which me and Jen have. And uh, so those were some of the similarities end. <laughs> but uh, And we both have beards. That's right. We have that, too. Yes, you can hear that on the radio really well here. Okay. Huge <laughs> <laughs> <Ew, laughs> <Ew>. dandruff. <laughs> oh, man. See what I mean? This is maybe a bad idea. No. Uh, so, you know, as a, as a, a busy, busy guys, you know, and, and those of us that are especially we're both uh, involved in our churches, we're both involved in our own ministries that we're doing. Um, and, you know, some people I know they come up to us and they're constantly like, how do you do it? How do you do all of these things and still have time for each other and time for that? Uh, I guess first question would be, you know, life is perfect over at your house, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've got it figured it out, Casey. You know, I, I have a, a happy wife and happy children. We never argue. Uh, you're going to edit that out of this podcast, right? Yeah, we don't allow lies over the air. Like <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lies, they drip all over my beard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the oil over Aaron's beard. No. Down you, his collar. We're, we're, we're normal people, right? Right. We have all of the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially in the Christian uh, life, it seems, because we are called to do such good, such rewarding things, it's almost... Uh, more of a temptation to do, quote, good things, and that can almost distract us away from God more than the actual, quote, bad things. Yes. 
Isn't that interesting? It's like, wow, well, well, it's it's a good thing, Bo, that you run this ministry of Knock Studio, or Casey, you run this amazing ministry of Thrive. Uh, surely that will justify uh, you staying in your studio for hours upon end while your wife is cleaning the house or something. Ooh, not necessarily. No, exactly. Except that that what the what you used for an example is actually what she likes to do. So, but no, <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. Why we can't, we can't just bury ourselves because, uh, these ministries then become an idol. Oh, interesting. Oh, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. How, um, uh, recently we were watching in our Bible study, uh, through Wabash Church. We lead a small group of our own. Uh, Liz, my wife and I were watching the Bible miniseries. Yes, that's a good one. Oh, just, they, they take some creative license yes. somewhere. And, but you know, that, that kind of spurs you to watch more closely so that you can ask yourself, is that in the Bible? Uh, but one of the vivid pieces of imagery was Abraham when he called, when he was called to, um, sacrifice this beloved son of his. Yes. And this son was promised to him. This was God's will that he have this son. And yet still he was called to give up the son. Like, what is this, this beautiful gift that he was given? Could this actually be in your own words, an idol? Right. Wow. Well, well yeah, especially, you know, and 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 in and not even in in evil intention either, and that's what most, especially today, most of the idols that that Americans and and especially American Christians hold, and they don't even know it in some cases, they they don't realize it. But uh, you know, in that case, you know, Abraham had uh, had Isaac. It was it it was a promise. He thought everything he was doing was for the betterment of God for for his glory. And then, but, but in reality, it is so easy for that to be so encompassing that it comes before God. Absolutely. Especially when it is encouraged in the church culture that that is healthy. Uh, so Bo, it's, it's, it's good that you're going out to, to Africa, to Cambodia, to Mexico. And I mean, isn't that, that what, you know, the ideal Christian is supposed to do. And meanwhile, my wife back at home is is going through absolute hell mm-hmm. um, because, you know, going back to God's promise, we are designed to be together. Yep. And so when I get a phone call from her in Cambodia uh, with, with Q Missions, the incredible people there, and yes, I see God working, but it just breaks my heart when I hear Liz crying on the other end. And I think, God, I, I think, God, God, why, why are you allowing this? Am I not doing your will? Why are you putting this, this Isaac in my life that I treasure so deeply? Why are you putting, having me put this on the altar? Um, and I don't have any easy answers for that. No. Ultimately, I don't think there is an easy answer because that's where faith comes in and God responds, you have to trust me. My grace is sufficient. Uh, and so every time, every time, uh, I come back from a trip, I'm just exhausted. I'm usually grumpy because, you know, I'm cynical about what I've seen in developing countries and all these Christians taking for granted their Swedish meatball supply. And, uh, and Liz sees that and we're slowly working through that. And we're also making, uh, taking steps for her also to come on these mission trips and to integrate her into this ministry as well. 
Yeah. And, and that's a great, you know, getting, getting your spouse involved. That's a great way to where you can, uh, you can double up and, and it's like, we're spending time together and we're serving God. How much better does that get? Right. Indeed. But being very careful though, not to force my, uh, what excites me onto her. Like, for example, I'm sure Jen loves that you're doing this with with the podcast, but could you really see her sitting down and editing all of your podcasts when you're done? You get a lot of joy and excitement out of that. And you shouldn't necessarily impart that on her just because you think, hey, we'll be together in this ministry. And so uh, trying to identify Liz's gifts and how to plug her in, but also give her the freedom to pursue the ministries in her life. For example, she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. And so I very intentionally take time to allow her to go to work, which seems like work. How how is that enjoyable to her? She loves that. It, it gets her out of the house and, and forces her to use her brain in a very, very demanding field. And so I support her. I say, Hey, I'm going to watch the kids. You go pull a 12 hour shift, uh, tomorrow. (laughs) And she's like, okay want to equip her with that. Well, and you know, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, just support of each other, and I think where we're going with this too, is, you know, uh, on the one side, it's, you know, you don't want to make your ministry, you don't want to make what you're doing for God an idol. The uh, the flip side of that is, and, and to stay away from that, is to make sure that you have that time with your family, you have that time um, with your friends even. I mean, fellowship with friends Goodness, that's just as important as the, the time with your family. And what it all comes down to is that 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 secret balance. And a lot of times it takes a lot of time in your life to even find that. I'm not sure I've even found it, to tell you the truth. And I don't know when that happens. I mean, I've talked with people that have walked with God for a long time, and they, they're still trying to figure out. And partly, too, because, you know, sometimes once you've got it figured out, something changes. And then you're you're right back kind of where you start. It's like, okay, well, well now this dynamic has changed in our relationship. One of us is working more than the other. Uh, Now we have to kind of say, okay, well now we see a lot more of each other. So now I need to go somewhere (laughs) or we're going to kill each other. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's definitely that back and forth balance uh, in the same way that our relationship with Christ is a back and forth relationship. We're not following a list of rules, so to speak, to earn favor with our God and in the same way earn favor with our spouse. Exactly. At, le- at least I I hope that you're not plugging Jen into a formula no. saying, okay, you will love me now. Yeah. Um, but on <laughs> no, the, fli- on the flip side, not. there are healthy tools yes. that uh, God has given us in his Bible as well as through his church and leaders in the church. I learned most recently the power of no what an amazing yes. tool in the tool belt for um, people out there who say, oh, you guys are talking about time and balancing. You have no idea how busy I am. Oh, that word is thrown around so much as yes. an excuse. Yes. Oh, and, an excuse. He used the perfect word right there. <laughs> but the power of no, uh, even when it's something really good, like, well, so your pastor comes up to you and says, hey, Casey, can you uh, do some filming for this? And maybe you have a free evening and maybe it's very easy for you to say yes. But what if you were to say no? It's like, Matt, if you're listening to this, Pastor Matt, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But really, it's so freeing. And it's also it also is rather comical when you do say no to someone who does ask and ask and ask. Right. 
Um, because let's be fair, there are some people in the church, that's what they have to do. They have to delegate. So I'm not faulting people for asking. Absolutely not. But I do fault people for saying yes too much. True. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, you, you hear the, the man, I, I made a big mistake and I said yes. And, you know, what's funny is it's like, okay, well, that's the third time you've said I've made a mistake. Well, guess what? After the first, the first time it's a mistake, the second and beyond, it's a choice. And oh. what has to happen there is that word no is when you know in your heart, you cannot put your all into it. You cannot, you, you will not, you know, you either can't make the time or it's going to suffer somewhere else. Yeah. You got to pull, you got to pull, pull the two letter word out. But it's strange also when the answer no gives you nothing to do. I, I read recently a fascinating blog by, I believe it was Kevin DeYoung, and uh, he talked about the need to be bored. Interesting. And that's what sometimes no can do. It's like, I, I have to say no to this, and w- wow, I, I have a full afternoon available. What do I do? And going back to our spouses, you can go on a walk now. You can go get ice cream. You can, you, you can, you can uh, do that project that your wife has been asking you about now. Oh, yes. Because you're sitting there being bored, so to speak. Um, and Kevin DeYoung took it a step further and he said, don't actually do anything. Like actually be uncomfortably bored where you are sitting there. And uh, I don't know about you, but that can be dangerous for me spiritually yes. because I, I tend to fill that boredom with sin, especially if the internet is right there in front of you. Yep. Oh, I don't got anything to do. Bam. I've, you know, there's, there's pornography right there. You can get it in two seconds. So boredom, I, I, I hesitate to say that it's t- good always to be bored, but to build that in, to let your spirit rest and also to allow God to build some things into your life where you have to kind of make decisions quickly on the fly. And Hey, I don't have anything planned. I'm going to go talk with this guy who's sitting on the street. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that one of my favorite words that we use for finance, but also translates into time is margin. And so many people do not have margin in their schedule or their finances. And those are two of the most dangerous places to not have margin fascinating yeah isn't it that's it's that's good wow. i want to coin that right yeah there. yeah do that okay okay we better stop recording in case people are going to copyright that that's no, right. no no let's continue so to bounce off of what you're saying do it i've heard over and over again because i've i've studied what successful people do yes. i find it fascinating absolutely because uh, i'm like oh i do that and sometimes it's i don't do that mm-hmm. for example successful people uh, have large libraries yeah, and not successful people have large TVs. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, I read that at once and went, oh, that's a little convicting. Yes, it is. What as a... we sit right next to the 42 inch <laughs> that's sitting over here. <laughs> uh, or for example, um, successful people listen to audiobooks or podcasts. Unsuccessful people only listen to music. So we'll stop right there. And all you that are listening are going on the road to success right there. Uh, but no, no, no. Really, we should. I'm not trying to be judgmental. You know, oh, all, all the poor people have large TVs. That's that's not the point. The right. point is, is that to um, build in uh, that that um, yeah, good choices to take responsibility for that to be successful. And going back to time management, successful people build in. They, they don't hyper schedule themselves. Right, right. 
Um, there are so many successful people I know, even presidents of, of organizations. And I say, hey, um, do you mind if I come over your house and, uh, I don't know, borrow your pressure washer, something shameless like that? Yeah, I'll be home. Wait, you'll be home? Yep. What? It, don't you have things to do? Oh, yeah, I got a ton to do. Oh, yeah. But wait, they're purposely building in time so they're not hyper-scheduling? Oh. No, it's it's very interesting you say that because, you know, uh, I I actually, uh, I love, that's one of my favorite things to read up on. And, you know, I've uh, again, funny you should mention it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And that's exactly, you know, uh, some of my favorite stuff. Uh, obviously, since me and Jen's ministry is uh, in the finance sector, um, you know, read things like the millionaire mind and that kind of thing. And and what it comes down to is, yeah, you want to study stuff that you want to get good at. You know, it, it, it does you no good to to study or listen to things that you're already good at, you know, in, in the sense of um, if you're a perfect time management person and you have and you have everything we're talking about right now. Why would you want to spend more time every day of your life learning about how other people do it when you've got it figured out? No. So when you, you, you typically, uh, you know, you, you want to learn something that, that, uh, uh, that you need to learn and you want to learn. And now try not to, to read too much into that because there's another (laughs) school of thought behind that, that you don't want to focus on your weaknesses. You want to focus on your strengths. And I know all that one too. Okay. (laughs) That's not where I'm going. What I'm saying more of it is that uh, I, I typically, you know, I've gotten better at my finances, but I can get better. So I still have room to grow in that section. So I'm going there. Absolutely. And I've got a question for shoot. you. Uh, so your audience, I'm sure, is very down to earth. We want practical stuff. Absolutely. Casey. So yes. uh, my question to you, and, and I'll start, I'll give an example, but I'll start with the question. What do you and Jen, what are some examples that you guys do in your life that strengthen your marriage because I, you guys are obviously very, very, very busy. I'm using that word again. Mm-hmm. And I'll start off with an example. Uh, yes, we're very busy, but one of the things that Liz and I build into our life is we try our hardest to have the little ones in bed at eight o'clock. And after eight o'clock is our time. Like, uh, that is it. Whether we're watching a shallow Netflix episode or we're just sitting on the couch reading our own books or drink drinking wine or coffee or tea Um, but that is our time and there's so many people who i think push themselves to okay the kids are in bed it's time to just collapse um but it it can be rather difficult sometimes when lucy walks out of her room guys i need a drink of water no child it's our time that's right (laughs) you know that it's funny you bring that up because we have a similar rule in our house same deal you know after eight right about eight o'clock you know about 7 30 we start getting them ready getting them going because anybody that's got kids knows that if you set the time of eight o'clock and you start to get them ready at eight, yes. it's going to be nine. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, really, let's be honest. Uh, but no, same thing. Yeah. By eight o'clock, we usually have a time to kind of debrief each other on how our days went in depth. I mean, when we, when Jen walks in the door, you know, I've usually got dinner ready and I'm just like, how was your day? We're not talking about that. It's sometimes there's things you can't say in front of the kids and sometimes you just want to go a little bit deeper so right when you come through the door, it's like, oh, I was a busy day and, you know, this kind of happened. And then after we sit down for a minute, okay, so do you got anything you want to say, hun, before we start watching, you know, whatever? Right. And, 
Uh, and yeah, so we have that time. And it's amazing that uh, everybody thinks like, oh, I need to get away with my wife for the weekend. Things will get a lot smoother. It's like, no, no, no. You could take that weekend and spread it out over a whole month. Yes. And you could get so much more because it's just a little bit all the time than a little bit once or a, a lot once. Um, that That's a huge thing that we do. Um, the other that's thing awesome. is we have kind of our own alone time in the morning. Um, you know, I'm, tr- I'll be honest, I am trying to get up earlier and earlier. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of the things that, uh, I, I'm totally bought into this idea and, uh, a very good friend of mine, Kevin, Kevin Moogie, if you're looking to sell or buy a house, go to Moogie. No, okay. So I had to do that guys. I had to do that. He's, uh, he's my bro. I yeah. love that guy. But he turned me on to the miracle morning by Hal, El- Hal Elrond. And, uh, it, it it's, Okay, uh, note, <laughs> a, a little note. This is not a Christian-based system for how to wake up in the morning and do things. However, many, many, many Christians have taken his teachings and kind of turned them a, a, enough to where they've become very productive and closer to God just in the first two hours of the day. And I'm totally on board with the idea, and I'm totally on board with everything about it. The only thing I'm really not... 100% on board with and can't get going is the actual waking up early part. <laughs> and that's my own fault. And that's yeah. something I need to do. And so give me give me an example then. What would your ideal morning, not not what you're doing now, right. but what would your ideal morning be for, for Casey? If I could get up at 5.30 in the morning wow. and you have a little bit of quiet time, okay, just just an absolute silence, just sit, cup of coffee, and and I, I don't know, moo, mm, mm, you know, just kind of finally wake up. Uh-huh. And then from there, sit down and read my Bible uh, for maybe 30 minutes of just, you know, try to just just getting to know God more and more. Um, and uh, worship time, building up some worship time in that maybe 10 or 15 minutes or more, depending on. I mean, if it if if it fills me up, just keep on going. And this is stuff that I normally do in the truck when I'm driving somewhere and but but to kind of put it at the very beginning of your day, um, I'm totally on board with that. Like I said, my problem is is just getting up, and that's that that's something I need to battle through. And uh, but if you think about it, you're getting that done. You're getting your workout done. Um, journaling. I I really am looking forward to getting that done as well. You know, I want to be able to write down and and look back because I look at this last eight and a half years, and we're just about to become debt free. And I wish I could. I could remember all the little things, the little pains, the little victories and had that all recorded. That would have been, I, well, I could have had it done, you know, but shoulda, woulda, coulda, doesn't matter. I, 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 I see that as my perfect morning. And what's amazing and what everybody has said about it is they have been more productive in the first two to three hours of their day than any part of their day ever. And that is what really turned me on to the idea of, it's like, wow, why why am I wasting this time? And and you've been there where the, those moments when you had to wake up in the morning and it's just like, uh, and you finally get up. And then that's like the day you did everything on your list, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're like, man, I feel good. And you yeah. go to bed and the next morning it's like, I'm not getting up. Why? You just had an awesome day. One of the things that you mentioned was I'm still battling with with uh, basically waking up early and and getting this this going, and um, that brings to mind uh, one of the ministries that uh, Who Knock Studio has helped and yeah. kind of partnered with is Q Missions. Yes, a, a bunch of veterans who are driven to serve again to get back to serving, 
and they battle. They battle, they battle, they battle in so many different ways. And one thing that I've really learned from them is uh, they aren't influenced per se by motivation, but they live by discipline. Yeah. And that that's very, very difficult. In our culture, it's difficult for me, especially when you get on Facebook and you see, you know, like a like a handsome athletic person and there's a big word that says motivation. Like I am motivated to work out and be that person. That person didn't get like that to be motivated. That person, you, you're not going to get up early in the morning because you're motivated because motivation is a fleeting feeling. It's like infatuation. Yes. It's fleeting. It feels good and it might work every once in a while. Same with guilt. It works for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's not long lasting. Exactly. But discipline, 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 the ability to you know, tell someone so that you have accountability, I'm going to be disciplined here, um, to download an app that uh, allows you to, oh, oh have, have you heard of, oh, there are so many sleep apps out there that yes. aren't just alarms. Right. They wake you up when they hear you rustling so that you wake up organically. It's much easier to wake up. Yep. Uh, just look up sleep app on any of your smartphones. Yes. Don't be motivated. Be disciplined. Okay. Well, that makes me think of Hebrews twelve eleven. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. And you were just looking up, and by the way, I did, I, I had that sermon, or excuse me, that scripture sort of in my head, and we actually had to hit pause and I had to go find it. I, I Believe me, I'm not this all-knowing, all-seeing oracle Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Seed at I a know. deprived podcast, he manipulates emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, Bo has seen behind the curtain and knows how it works here. But he was also looking up at, you know, the, the basis of the word disciple comes from discipline. So, I mean, this is, you know, God, God has called us to be disciplined. And I know that that's what he's putting on my heart because the fact that I was able to to actually admit that uh, on on the air um, shows how badly inside my heart wants to be doing that. And so, uh, you know what? Next time one of you see me out there, ask me how I'm doing. I need accountability. And uh, I know uh, Kevin's going to love that because he's my accountability partner for that. So he's going to love it. Um, But uh, definitely, uh, you know, real quick recap on that. I mean, truthfully, what it comes down to is, you know, a lot of one of the biggest changes we made was when we make uh, appointments, uh, we try to leave a half hour to an hour in between uh, because we don't want to be that person that that's like, oh, you know, sorry, I'm 15 minutes late or something like that. I mean, stuff happens. I get that. OK, for example, I was late to this. I went to the wrong house. Yeah. I, I mean, met your neighbor. Hey, well, you know, there you go, which is awesome. <laughs> By the way, she does go to church, goes to New Life Church. See, there you go. I gave her a knock sticker. I should have given you a Thrive Studio business Absolutely. card and then you could have done no. <laughs> Whoa. But anyway, back to your point. But, yeah, that but, person who is habitually late. Yes. Oh. If you know you're going to be late, build it into the schedule. The, the best thing you could do is show up half an hour early and sit in your car. We just did that today at a lawyer's office. We were, you know, we're looking to get the will done. And the kids are like, why are we in the car? Let's go inside. And I'm like, okay, there's two things, honey. First of all, we're 15 minutes early. Second, you guys are lunatics, and I'm not going to have you in the office going crazy. (laughs) My dad once said that those who are late, to be late is the height of arrogance. 
Mm, oh, that's a good one. And when I heard my dad say that, I was like, dad, that's a little judgmental. You know, things happen. Have a little grace. Isn't that what Christianity is all about? And he's like, no, 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 no. My point is those are who are habitually yes. always, always late. You have identified that you are always late. And I've told people that uh, in a very loving way um, and not saying that I've got it all together. Don't want to be a hypocrite here and say, oh, I'm right. always early or I'm always right. on time. But this one gal, I remember her saying, Bo, but wait, if you're 15 minutes late, do you like sit in your car or something? And it's funny that you bring that up because I actually said, yes, yeah, I sit in my car. Yes. And some people choose to come in five minutes early, 15 minutes early. I, I personally, ideally, if I was a perfect bow, I would be going in right on time. Right. And I think when you're in the military, they're like, yeah, on time is late anyway. But I prefer on time. I don't want to obligate someone to rush around and get something together because I'm 15 minutes early right. to my job interview. Right. That's that's annoying kind of when people are 20 minutes early to my meeting like no no and but think about it on the flip side you showing up 15 minutes early now you've got 15 minutes to say okay i can take a deep breath i can calm myself yes i'm not walking in in a rush like whoa get all the way i gotta get going and that's another thing that my dad said he said manage stress out of your life yeah there you manage go manage it and that is stressful when you do when you know oh man well i'll just use traffic as an excuse again like mm-hmm. traffic should never be an excuse. Right. It should be built into your schedule if you live in King County. Gosh, if you live here, <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Is, just build that in. Oh. Well, you know, the, yeah, I think the one you were searching for was 15 minutes early is 15 minutes late. Yeah, like, you know, or something oh. like that. It's like five or 10 minutes early is five or 10 yeah, minutes late because yeah. the idea being you should actually be double that ahead of, you know. But yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. it, uh, what it all comes down to is margin. Margin. Brilliant. You built, got to build that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, it depends on your industry. If you are in the yes. military, they have a different timekeeping system. Yes. If you're in the creative field like I am, creatives are always five minutes late, Yeah. <laughs> which at first drove me absolutely crazy. Like, will you be on time? But once they do show up, uh, we have a great time and, yeah. and it works. Um, so don't get me that I'm being super judgmental saying, exactly. oh, you got to no, do exactly. this. It really does depend. Um, but at the same time, it's okay to wait 15 minutes in your car. Yes. It's okay to manage stress out of your life and build margin into your life. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Hey, uh, Bo, really appreciate you coming out. Everybody, uh, we're actually, I was just looking at the times like, man, we've been uh, going a little long, but. I didn't know where to stop. It was just so good. So that just means we're going to have to invite Bo out again. Um, anyway, uh, check it out. Knock Studio, K-N-O-K. And once again, always a pleasure to have you here, Bo. Thanks for coming out. Absolutely, Casey. Thank you so much for having us. God bless. Well, that's a fun episode, and it's always fun to talk to Bo just because he's a he's a great guy. He's got lots of energy, and I remember when they first came over for dinner, and we sat down, and we were started to eat, and it was funny because you know Bo's going on about the food and everything, and then they asked, "So, what's the podcast going to be about?" And I was like, "Well, I'm glad you asked. I think it's gonna. I, I think we should talk about time management. It's something I really want to talk about." 
the looks on their face, it was just from, it was a dead stop to a roaring laughter talking about how they ended up being late coming to see us. Yeah. Yeah, late and that they had really been struggling over the last few months with this exact subject. So I, uh, I hope that <laughs> that was just a piece of God planting a seed in our brains to say, maybe they need to hear this. Maybe they need to uh, kind of walk through this a little bit. Maybe there's something that we can do to help them. I know one of the things that we do uh, is we use a calendar. So right. we use Google. Not everybody out there has to use Google. It is what Jesus used, but anyway. Anyhow, uh, but something that you both can look at and you can both share and that everything goes on that calendar. Uh, you know, we've always been really busy people, so we've always really had to be very scheduled. And um, But it has really helped us as far as looking at the week or looking at the next month and saying, really, what uh, what can we say yes to and what can we say no to and sort of prioritizing those things. Of course, we still mess up course, there's still weeks that we think, how are we busy six out of the seven days? But I think uh, for the most part, we have avoided those things as we've gotten better at putting things on our calendar and, and look ahead. You know, I think sometimes people are like, oh, that I'm supposed to be doing that tomorrow. It's like, no, put that on your calendar. So then when it comes and it's time for you to be doing that thing, you can see it on your calendar and you know that you're not overbooking yourself. Absolutely. We have had our issues, but hey, that's what you get for marrying a yes man. <laughs> and that's the Mayorga All right. Well, the end to another great show. So glad you could join us. If you haven't already, check us out on Facebook at Thrive Podcast or on Twitter at Thrive Podcast, as well as don't forget to like and share these episodes as they come up. We really rely on you guys getting the word out for us right now, and we really thank you for taking the time to listen. We really have a great time bringing these episodes to you. If there's any ideas you have or something you want to hear, give us a shout, podcast at thrivepodcast.org, and we'll do our best to get that on the show. Well, until next time, remember to get out there and bring glory to God. Have a blessed week.